Welcome to Theology of Beauty podcast, where we explore beauty in different topics from games to movies to art, books, and even relationships, so that we may find the true beauty in them. In this episode, we will explore the beauty of modern art. And if in some segments this podcast made an impact to you, maybe during a discussion or someone who might have said something, can you please say a Hail Mary for you, for me, and for everybody else who will be listening? Thank you and enjoy. Actually, this is more connected to the the the, the podcast itself because it's theology of beauty. And so we're really discussing not only art, but also modern art. And what can we as Catholics actually maybe understand it more? And how can we make an impact to the world? Because I don't know who said it. Maybe some of our guests can help me with it that the beauty can change the world i think it was pope john paul ii who said that anyway mm-hmm. um before we actually dive into anything else i'd like to welcome three of our guests for today maybe you guys can introduce yourself you can go whoever wants to start i think ladies first okay <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I mean, I thought Sean wanted to start since he's an introvert, I, extrovert. I, uh, extrovert, but, extrovert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm a um, I'm a kind-hearted extrovert, so it's like <laughs> ladies first, first, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so I'm Hannah, and you can call me Hans. Um, I'm currently a brand designer, a senior brand designer, and then um, I'm also a Catholic communicator, like on the side. I'm a content creator on the side, so. Yeah, that's a bit about me. And I'm also really super into apologetics and like just really diving deep into the faith and like learning more about it. So yeah, that's me. And maybe you can say your handle or your where where your content is. Okay. Um <laughs> it's called sorry, my IG handle is analysis. It's like analysis and then like handout with it. So you can find me on Instagram and YouTube currently. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can, I feel like you can just search Hannah Hiram and then it'll just like appear. So yeah, more Catholic content that you will see. Thank you. Yep. Maybe Sean? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Sean Vincent. Everybody calls me Sean and if you calls me Vincent, if you want to call me Vincent or Sean Vincent, no, if you want to call me Sean or Vincent, <laughs> feel free just don't call me sean vincent because i'll react with like a scared or something frightened connotation to it because it feels like you're gonna scold me um i'm uh i said a lot of things see i'm an extrovert already obviously um i'm a uh graphic designer and art director um currently freelancing but um hopefully i'm I'll be hired somewhere, as you can hear on my side. I'm really striving to uh, get into the industry here in also Norway. So I'm doing that. Um, uh, on the side, I also am a musical director for a Catholic worship choir, soon to be banned, hopefully in the future. Let's pray for it. Um, called Unison. We just had adoration, which was really amazing with a lot of youths, um, and yeah, that's what I currently do. I'll do a lot of ministry um, and a lot of design. All right. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. 
Beautiful. Yeah. That's oh, and my my oh. Instagram is like oh, yeah. just my name, Sean Vincent. It's like <laughs> if if you're angry at me, you do the the name <laughs> at Sean Vincent. What about does does Unison have a, a YouTube page? Not yet. No, not yet. We we just started this year. So okay. um by God's grace and leading of the Holy Spirit, we're here. Um so everything is in the fresh. Um, just starting up, hopefully by World Youth Day, I'm like claiming that we're going to take off with something. So watch that space, hopefully. Yeah, we'll pray for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Last but not the least. All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Johnny Isorena, and I am also a graphic designer and art director here in uh, the Philippines, here in Manila. So uh, I do graphic design for a living. So uh, I'm currently self-employed. I have a couple of clients that I cater to. Uh, but on the side, I also create content. Uh, I run a blog called Catholic Ha, where I take uh, Catholic concepts and I present them through graphic design uh, lenses. So it's uh, an experimental blog that I've been running for a couple of years. I think already two years already or more. So uh, it's just uh, whatever I come up with, uh, I dump there. And uh, so that's that blog. And another thing I'm working on uh, a couple of years back, one year ago, uh, I came up with uh, me and a couple of friends, now friends, strangers then. Uh, mm -hmm. We came up with an online community of Filipino Catholic creatives called Likhatolika. So it's a mm -hmm. Facebook group uh composed of a lot of different people from different parishes who do very similar things like uh social communications and graphic design for their own respective parishes and we try to just journey with them and talk about uh things we're all passionate about and what brings us together so uh that's what's been uh, occupying my past 2 to 3 years lately wow wow mm -hmm. We have really good uh, artists here and it, it you can clearly see that we all have passion for art and design. We, we have our own professions towards that. And so maybe you can uh, tell us more about how you discovered your vocation as an artist. Because I think people don't see, especially as Catholics, and maybe it's also culturally based, that we don't see art or pursuing the path of art with, as a as a as a vocation i'm not talking about the big v vocation but really a, a vocation in in and of itself that even if you go and pursue other things part of it is you it's designing it's art so maybe you can tell us more about your journey do, do i call you johnny yeah, Johnny's fine. Johnny's good. Okay. Sean Vincent cannot be said. Yeah. You can't call him Sean Vincent. But like few people call me like Shawnee. So. Shawnee. Shawnee. Hanny? Oh my gosh. Hans is fine. Like one syllable. Keep it simple. Okay, Johnny. All right. Okay, no. Uh, 
I get asked this question a lot, no, but I still don't know like a standard answer. <laughs> but I think, uh, well, I took up design and art in school in college. So, uh, what made you? What made you took take? Yeah, I've I I think as a kid, I've always liked the art subjects more than the others. Mm-hmm. No, so when there are like projects that uh, are supposed to do in class, I would do something quirky. I would do something fun. I would do something mm-hmm. abstract about it. No, like if they were, uh, if something was required, uh, like do a poem about it, I would go the extra mile and color in some, uh, mm-hmm. cut up some paper, paste it on whatever portfolio mm-hmm. or illustration board is required. No, so, I think I've always been that extra <laughs> in terms of like art stuff. So that carried over into uh, the digital when, when I got into like more digital stuff, uh, when I dabbled into like PowerPoint and all mm-hmm. of the, uh, the other uh, digital stuff out there. No? So that carried over into college when I decided to take up digital arts. Oh, I like uh, colors. I like uh, how this looks. I I like seeing what i did on print so uh that's what i uh that's i think what made me really jump into that uh path and from there i think i just discovered the vocation through ministry as well so i was doing that at the same time uh, i got into college uh and then i was ushered into ministry at the same time because then like my mom was like okay uh because i went to catholic school before so when i went mm-hmm. to college it wasn't a catholic school it was a secular then my mom was like oh you don't have catholic formation anymore you have to serve in the ministry you have to serve in the community so mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that's how i ended up in ministry doing the same thing so i was learning both at the same time no so i was uh, learning all my classes how to do it right and then i was having that opportunity to apply it in well in real life already mm-hmm. at the same time so uh that's probably how that desire formed in me and how i grew to figure out na hey okay this is what i want to do mm-hmm. at this point or onward mm-hmm. wow thank you yeah <laughs> what about hannah um so for me i was thinking I feel like it's also, like, I feel like art has also been a huge part of me ever since I was a kid, like, like, super young, because, like, my mom's here in the same room, but like, she can hear me, um, but when I was younger, um, my parents would also always, like, enroll me in, like, art summer classes, mm. so that's kind of, like, I don't know, like, maybe at a young age, that was also something that maybe they also saw or maybe that was something that they wanted for me to like Mm -hmm. and like dive deeper into but yeah ever since I was young I've also really been super like passionate about art and I like while Johnny was um sharing I remember suddenly remembered like when I was in high school we had this one class project and I was like I forgot exactly what um the context was but i ended up creating something like like right now when i that that i realize it i realize that um i created something um related to advertising <laughs> which is funny because oh. i was in high school and i didn't really have you know like that kind of background yet but like i created something like um sorry i i'm just trying to remember but 
I created this like drawing or like this um artwork that mm-hmm. was endorsing Coca-Cola. And I was like kind of it was saying like, okay, um, you should visit Earth because that's the only place with Coke or something like that. Wow. It was so funny, but like <laughs> are you, are you like, advertising to alien? <laughs> yeah, wow. something like that. I don't know, like <laughs> It was just, it's funny because that was in high school and I didn't uh-huh. really, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. know much about advertising, which is something that, that came out. Um, and then, so yeah, um, I feel like, and when I was in college, I took up multimedia arts. So that mm. was always um, part of my background. And I feel like in general, I also have this like quote unquote shallow sense of wonder. Um, I would easily be amazed by um like the movement of shadows and stuff like that and how it translates oh. in photography um yeah like sean would call it chasing harsh light and so, so i'm also like so into that oh my yeah, god no, it's kind of, he, <laughs> just he that kind throwback of like, okay he, he kind <laughs> of like made this branding on like shadows and stuff like on photography but yeah i think like in general i'm just really super interested in art and um it also plays a huge part in uh, how I express my faith mm. because like um, I have this like really super uh, huge tendency to just like want to show things in like in a beautiful way like I'm super into aesthetics and all like all that stuff so there's this part of me that just wants to show the faith in a like beautiful way so for mm-hmm. example even if it's just a simple IG story I want to make it super like appealing so that mm-hmm. people you know like it's kind of the combination of like three the, the three transcendentals like truth beauty and goodness so even if it's like even if it's the even even if what you're sharing is good or even if what you're sharing is the truth if it's not pretty no one's gonna take notice of it like if mm-hmm. the font is off no one's gonna read it so it, it won't really matter if like it's about mm-hmm. the eucharist or whatever um so yeah, I guess like I, I know if that all that makes sense, but like I just <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's just me I guess yeah uh, thank you Hannah actually we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about what you said about the transcendental a little okay. later on but I think that's a very I think very good point that beauty you we you have to capture people with beauty and mm-hmm. if you're Yes. You might say good things and truthful things, even with our with our words, eh? Like if if our if the things that we say are too harsh for a person that is not in the proper place and the proper disposition of the heart, mm-hmm. they wouldn't accept it, even mm-hmm. if it's true, even if it's good. Yeah. So I think that's that's a beautiful aspect of it. But that's we'll discuss more about that later. Sure. Thank you for Sorry. touching about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then maybe Sean can yeah. expound more about his shadow <laughs> branding. Okay, I I was actually thinking about it as you were speaking, and then you brought it up. Uh, um, well, yeah, a little bit about me uh, before we go into the chasing harsh light. I think that was a moment. Um, hopefully comes back. Uh, yeah, so. I've always been creative in some kind of way, similar to Hannah or Hans and, and Johnny. Um, always strived to to do something unlike, um, whether it was performing arts or whether if it was like technical art or 
um, tangible art. I think when Johnny talked about uh, doing more extra stuff during arts and crafts, I would do the same thing. Like our teacher at one point in preschool or um, in elementary, sorry, preschool, elementary, gave us a sheet of paper with two dots. And then there's like a sequence of multiple of them. And uh, you had to like see a character or draw something out of those dots. And a lot of my, um, a lot of my peers and fellow, um, fellow students, they were like just doing scribbles. And I was like in depth going into it, creating a lot of these characters. I think I draw uh, or drew uh, a mushroom from Super Mario at one point because I was that in like enticed mm-hmm. by that. Um, and then uh, I think at one point I had a dance crew. <laughs> I had wow. a dance crew. <laughs> I, wow. I had a dance crew and we needed a logo. Uh, and my uncle, uh, which is like two years older than me, we sat down and he was doing Photoshop because he was dabbling in Photoshop. And I, told, I asked him like, hey, can you make this logo? This is the name. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I know that I do this, but you can also do this. There's a study for this. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so he kind of pitched me uh, to go to uh, an art school. Um, so I did uh, uh, media and communication here in, in Oslo for high school because we already start majoring uh, during high school. Um, and I was venturing out. I was trying a lot of things. I did film at one point, but I knew that film wasn't for me. I did photography, but I wasn't really engaged in it. And I would always like veer away from graphic design. But at some point when you veer away from something, it's that's specific thing that is meant for you. So um, I was like, okay, this is my third year in high school. This is kind of like the pivotal thing. And graphic design was my elective. So I was like, okay, let's just do this. And then I kind of fell in love with it. Um, and then I took it um, to college and then college to after college. And now you're mm-hmm. freelancing. But um, yeah, um, majority of my upbringing has also been through through ministry and through exploring a lot of other crafts and a lot of other artsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the vocation in of itself, I mean, when you do ministry, you don't necessarily think about it unless someone like mentors you in that way or talks about it very in-depth and goes through the nitty-gritty stuff. But um, I think I started to discover that um, vocation when I did Chasing Harsh Lights on Instagram. Um, it was that time when everything was very pure and white. And I was like, mm-hmm. everybody's doing this. There must be something on the other end of the spectrum of like showcasing beauty for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I see a lot of shadow play. I see it all, a lot of um, that, but there's still that sense of, you know, uh, mystery and wonder. And mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, like going back and forth and thinking, okay, let's just do this. Cause I thought, you know, this is different. This is fun. But uh, at the end of that whole journey of capturing light and capturing shadows and chasing the harsh light, I started to see uh, a pattern of like, okay, Christ is the greatest light. So why not chase after him? And when that dawned upon me and I was like, oh shoot, there's more to, um, my pictures now, it's not just me just shooting for mm-hmm. shooting's sake. And so 
my captions started to evolve. My narrative started to evolve as well. And um, I'm very much same like Hans. Uh, when mm -hmm. I see clouds like drifting, like my shallow wonder, sense of wonder is like crazy. Because when, when shadows are drifting, I'm like in awe. Like I'm awestruck by the fact that things are moving. I don't know if I have ADHD that way, but you know, <laughs> um, I do um, love like the shallow and um, really mundane beauty. If I can like do that or capture something about that, I'll do that 10 times and more. Mm -hmm. wow. mm. Thank you for sharing. I think each and every one of us have really a story to tell with our own vocation story. For me, I'm an artist too. I'm not just a podcaster. Or yeah, uh, someone else. <laughs> uh, I actually, you know, mine is similar to all of you. Like I started doing arts and crafts when I was a kid because I did Taekwondo. I did all of the thing. I didn't like it. And then when it's arts time, it's like my mom kept all of, the, all of my art things. And it's always been... My 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 peers would say it's probably one of the greatest. Obviously, they're speaking as a child, right? They're not speaking as an adult. But uh, I've always had an inclination towards art, but I I didn't really want to be an artist. I wanted to be something else. I don't know what it was, but I just want to be some someone else. And what I pursued actually first was medicine i graduated high school i tried entering to these big schools with medical fields and stuff like that didn't pass but by god's grace so there's this there's this um university across this university is another arts university uh, so for those who are in the philippines so la salle across that is saint benil and i'm like you know what i'll take i'll take a, an exam for the heck of it I don't know why, but I, I just went across, took an exam there, and then who would have thought my first choice was uh, approved in multimedia arts as well. I didn't know that, Ate. I didn't know we took the same course yeah. in the same school. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Even as I grew, so I grew older, I become more into my, I discovered myself basically. But God was showing to me that you're not meant to do the that. You're meant to create, and now that I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I've, I'm growing in my Catholic faith. There's such, there's such a beautiful thing as being part or being participatory in God's own creation or creative power. Um. So for me, that was. That was such a, a huge impact for me that, you know, you cannot escape what God has given you. That talent, that beautiful talent of creating from all of these resources and creating something that is beautiful. And, um, and then when I look into it, you know, because I'm also taking theology. I didn't know that Pope John Paul II was an artist before he became a, philosoph a philosopher. And for me... It was such an affirmation of where I am right now as well. Because it's like, you know, it, it aligns so well. God has just aligned everything else. And for that, that's really what you call really a vocation. It's not the huge, big vocation. But 
I think as Catholics, we have to understand that our talents given to us, we, we should not escape from that. Right? If, and to, I think one of the things that I think is beautiful from all of us is that we discovered it through service, through actually applying it to our everyday ministry and then service to others. So what a beautiful way, right? If you think about it, it's, it's God who created things for 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 humankind and for us as creators as artists we create things for others as well it just lines up and then i think that's really really beautiful thank you for sharing everyone maybe do you want to add anything else from that sorry just real quick i remembered yes. something while we were talking about that um so i took up um a short course on theology of the body like last year last summer yeah. or like two years ago um so we had like a Q&A with Christopher West like for a couple of times and there was one I think <laughs> I think Sean knows about this already but during the last part of our Q&A he was like um maybe we should share our like learnings or experiences and stuff like that and I had the opportunity to like speak <laughs> in the mm-hmm. zoom like on zoom <laughs> and I was just like blabbering about like wonder and how it was um part of like TOB and I wasn't I, I was actually surprised that beauty was part of like our TOB course that time. Mm-hmm. So there was um one part where I was like, so I have this like shallow sense of wonder. And then Christopher West, like of all people, he interjected yeah. and he was like, wait, hold on, like let let like let's pause for like a second. Uh-huh. That's not like what you have as an artist, that's not shallow. That's actually deep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> for Christopher West to actually tell me that like um yeah. I don't know like it was really super I appreciated it and it was really super deep like I don't know like the effect that had on me as an artist and to be affirmed in that way and by him of all people so, yeah 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 uh, yeah because we think that wonder is not it's very theological as well wonder when we say fear of the Lord it's actually wonder the wonder of God, the wonder of the Lord, how great he is and how above he is from us. And so I think that's also wonderful that we as an artist, especially for you, you have that beautiful inclination and intuition to wonder. I think that's such a gift. Only few people have that sometimes, you know. Anyway, <laughs> anybody else would like to, to share any of their thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to double down also uh, when, uh, on the part that you said that you really can't escape what, when uh, the Lord calls you to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really, I remembered also something when Sean was telling about he, how he wanted to like escape graphic design. He didn't want to take that route. Uh, I also see that uh, in my life as well. Like I I don't know if it's something uh, where I've read it uh, somewhere, I think uh, on Catholic Twitter, some of those people mm-hmm. who have been talking about it uh someone said like the lord really calls those who are like kicking and screaming about some things like uh, okay <laughs> i'm not this thing no i, I don't want to go to this i don't want to do this thing and that's where, where uh those are the people he calls uh really really passionately so mm-hmm. uh i see that in my life uh, as i listen to your stories so yeah you really can't escape it, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no, really it's yeah. such a beautiful vocation to be in, uh, to really talk about beauty and, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Johnny. Okay. So, you know, we we discussed about our own vocation and the beauty of it. And now we're all, we're not the traditional artists, right? We're, we're the, we, I'm, I'm assuming we all are in the field of digital art or graphics design, right? So, with that, you know, with the shifting of technology and the difference of the modern art to the classical art that we have. Um, what can you say about that? Like, because there, I think there are moments where you have to draw the line too. So I was watching TikTok and then there's this person who just put banana on the wall with a electric tape. I don't know. Have you seen that? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. I have. And it's I have. what? 120 thousand euros dollars or something like that like mm. that's apparently modern art but there's also the art that is trendy like ai art like and then you have the classical art the icons the mosaics and, and stuff like that like with with the changing art today you know what can what can you say about that can we still say that it's beautiful do we can we can we compare two mediums that are different? I know I'm asking a lot of questions, you know, but maybe maybe the first one is, can you actually compare the modern art to the classical art right now? And when do we draw the line to say that this is too much? I have a few thoughts, but maybe... <laughs> okay, go ahead. You guys can start first. <laughs> okay, can I start? Okay. Go ahead. No, because mm. I feel like... um. <laughs> sorry like for example I feel for like example, when it comes uh, down to it we need yeah uh, sorry sorry go well, ahead Hannah no I was thinking like I feel like more than anything we need to first determine what art is and mm-hmm. like so in order for us to determine what art isn't so like I feel like from theology and also from school we would learn I mean formally learn that art is actually objective like it isn't it art shouldn't be subjective like for example i feel like thomas aquinas um there's a study on thomas aquinas where he would define art as like something really objective like there are there should be classifications as what should be deemed as beautiful so for example i haven't mm-hmm. had this memorized by the way but like from what i remember it's like it's i feel like illuminative like it has to be well lit and then there are also I forgot like I think it was three or like four, but like it also has to have this um balance like visually yes, balance. it has to be it it has to be balanced. I think you can maybe you can talk more about this at like for like the other classifications. But in short, like beauty is objective, not subjective. So for example, with what you mentioned with the banana on the wall, that's not for me. Or like, well, mm. objectively, that's not art. Like that's just like something that you pasted on the wall, and you, you like, yeah. and then you would just call it art just to you know, like for money or whatever. Because I I'm also like familiar with other, for example, installations. Like there, like I'm, I've known like there's this installation where, um, there would be like a bed in the middle of a room, and then like it would be super messy. And then, like, there would be like pieces on the floor and whatever, and the, then, then <laughs> no. they would call that art. 
you know, like like just like a bed, like a messy bed, like they would call that art. So like, and I don't know for what it's worth, like, I don't know how much that's sold for, but you know, like yeah. it's really, it has to be, I don't know. In general, we can all agree that the culture right now is very messy, like contemporary, you know, like Actually, contemporary yeah. stuff. So I feel like that's just um, one of the fruits of it, like the messiness of our culture, like it would really show like what we like. I feel like language is a bit more um, flexible now, like a lot of things can mean a lot of different things. It could be mm-hmm. interpreted a lot of things in a lot of different ways. You don't need so a dictionary same- now. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, it's, it's everything so relative. Like relativism yes. is very prevalent. So I feel like in order to, for us to determine what art is, we need to first like actually say that or determine what it isn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are just my initial thoughts. Wow. Okay. Wow. We went really through. Well, there are different kinds of beauty. You have the aesthetics. I think we're talking mm-hmm. really about aesthetics. Then you have. The metaphysical, the spiritual. Um, but I agree, like, um, I, I like your point where what we create is dependent on what the state of our world today is. And I think as artists, we have to be aware of that too. Because what are what art are we creating? Are we also helping the world to be more messy? <laughs> Or are we actually diving into the, our own spiritual um, um, unitive aspect of beauty, which is God? So I, I, I really like what you, you said there, Hannah. Yeah. What about the others? Sorry, I just searched real quick about the Thomas yeah. Aquinas thing. Yeah, so yeah, it ahead. says, like, I, I don't want to <laughs> say something wrong. So, like, I searched for it. So, um, according to Thomas Aquinas, he classified like the three design principles. So it's like it's integritas, claritas, and consonantia. So it's like the integrity, the proportion, and the clarity. Like so, if all those three things are present, it's it will be beautiful. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's also one like launch pad or like starting point in mm-hmm. terms of like determining whether something is or isn't considered art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing. 100%. I, I really agree. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that. No, because um, just to hop on and piggyback on that, uh, I was at um, at one of the uh, like fairly new, now old, uh, contemporary art museums in, in Oslo. And I used to be really fan of it. Like I used oh, to be really? really fan of contemporary art. Anything contemporary, I would be down for because I think there's something um, worth discovering within contemporary art and modern art. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, probably because I've also matured as a as a as an artist and also perhaps as an, as a Catholic. But when I was there, I, I felt a huge deadness in art. Like there, there wasn't anything there for me. Nothing, not that it had to impact me in a very grand and it, like you, you get all these um, uh, uh, realizations about like what the piece is about. But I was like, what is this? Everything is like 
very stale and gray and yeah. stripped down. And um, it's as if modern day art wants to disrupt something that doesn't exist, you know? Mm. And uh, I think I, I, I went out there, I was like, okay, I love art. I love contemporary art, but this is the contemporary art that's like messy and like, of course, there's some form of expression there, but express expression of what you know, like is it just That's a good point? Yeah, yeah. It's is it like there to just blabber and like scream out loud and let it all out? That sounds like a kid song. <laughs> um, but you know, in, in the in the bigger picture, does that have a big effect in something else? You know, mm-hmm. is it just is it just screaming out loud for the sake of doing it or is it screaming out loud for the sake of, um, you know, um, telling a story about a bigger message that isn't, you know, really hard to comprehend. Cause even though I had the pamphlet, I had to read and e- read through and try to understand and internalize what's going on mm-hmm. right in front of me. And even though I was reading it, I was like, I still don't understand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that with everything that um, Thomas Aquinas said, very spot on, um, mm-hmm. but also just to add on to that, like it should kind of affect you or do an impact within you that's not necessarily disruptive, you know? Duty should always be somehow, some, somehow sound in the sense of like, okay, we understand this, like for a, for a laity or for someone who mm-hmm. doesn't understand art at all, mm-hmm. it should at least impact you. Um, not necessarily just positively, but, you know, impact you in a way that you will be intrigued by it and you want to search more mm-hmm. uh, and want to yearn more. But when I was here, I was like, this is all about, I was trying to seek, but I didn't find anything. And that to me was like, okay, some modern art is just not art at all. Yeah. Mm. It's sad, right? It's it's such it a is. sad re- reality that some of our art does not express meaning and purpose. I like what you said about that. That me art has to mean something. It mm. has to to bring you towards something. And that's yes. exactly what St. Thomas Aquinas is exactly saying because the pro- the proportion the clarity and the balance uh, that you want to to portray in your art has to lead you to the good and the truth right right so right. there is in a way there's that that trajectory towards mm. something towards yeah. meaning right so i like that I like that and if <laughs> and i feel like um in terms of beauty like that's the thing it should capture you you're like in a certain mm. way like it should captivate mm. you you know like 100%. and it should and mm. it should point towards something else like yes. and i i feel like beauty is very yeah like we mentioned it's very theological so for example we as catholics we believe that yeah we're kind of like co-creators in a sense like because god's the divine artist like yes. thomas aquinas would also um term it that way um but yeah so like for example when we see something beautiful like we see um the sky 
um, like a sunset, for example, like mm-hmm. us artists, we would want to like take a photo of it, like paint that sky and like really try to, you know, like us ourselves, we want also to show like or point towards something else. Like like mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to say that um, our hearts are made for the infinite. And mm. so like whatever we create here, it's like um, an attempt to like draw yes. or like create something finite because like our hearts are like um, made for the infinite, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally. No, if you look into it, like the history of our Catholic church, we didn't have Bibles, like physical Bibles so that you have scriptures with it. People who are very poor during that time only had illustrations of who Jesus is was in his uh in his ministry yeah. as a as a as a uh, in in when he was incarnated right mm-hmm. and so how would people know more about jesus it's through pictures and how can you depict jesus where it is you you're trying to capture the uh infinite but you're a finite being and so yeah the people and then people would see it and they would learn more about Jesus. And so I think that's it's a very wonderful point. Like we go through that and we as artists, even up until today, I think there's there's something in there that we have to to create in order for us to point people towards the uh, uh, infinite. Yeah, I really love that part about uh, that was what I was thinking before, you know, like really church mm-hmm. art really started because people needed to see something. They needed to see what uh, uh, these images in scriptures looked like when they were happening, uh, what all these things represented, you know, since uh, that's how they communicated back then. And really, uh, I think now uh, it's really important that the art piece really has a message that conveys something. You no, know? And, uh, once you don't have that message, it's really hard to qualify uh, ah. if our piece is really art. No, because I come from like uh, uh, an advertising background, so we qualify things in terms of like, okay, how much uh, traction did this post get? How much uh, you qualify them by numbers? Eh? Pero like, oh, when you talk about art, like, okay, uh, how do you really? gauge if something is successful uh, in uh, throwing out the message it's supposed to mm-hmm. right so actually when you pair that up with ministry like when you do a poster like okay how many people did we reach through this thing uh, was it uh, like flashy enough was it like attractive enough but like ultimately like uh, if the art piece that you made uh, elicited a response in uh whoever is watching it or whoever is like a chanced upon it like there's probably there's the value of that in that piece no that's actually also a good uh insight because it what we create requires a response because it's i think it really requires a response people people can see it but if not necessarily like a very tangible response, but I think Hannah, you said this, it, it should elicit something within the person, something that they would like to respond to something, to that something that is beyond them. And I think that 
that art with that that is created with meaning is just imagine like like being overwhelmed by that that piece and then just responding towards something that is transcendental i think that's it's very important to we we forget that because we live mm. in, in this age where we, we again we quantify instead of contemplate no i just wanted to add that it should invoke something in you yes um yeah that's it <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> Guys, yeah, I'm the no. comic relief of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Let me be. laughs> no, when it wonderful. gets too serious. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. This is also a fun podcast. No, but this is wonderful. I think the discussion is really wonderful. I'm it also is. learning a lot. Um, now, what about this? So we're talking about, because there's difference between art and using tools to create art. Now, lately, there's a trend about AI. Um, are we AI. sure we want to talk about this? No, I'm just oh, yes, I want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm like strapped on and ready. <laughs> very con- very controversial. Okay, no, honestly, yeah. no, as, as much as I love, I love technology. Well, that's one of the beautiful things, I think, because technology is such a beautiful tool. And it, it also helps with uh, people. It elevates a lot of stress, I think. And such a wonderful tool for human humans and humanity, because AI has done a lot of things too for humanity that we don't even know that had helped um, us into becoming better humans. But at the same time, I think there also is and should be a limit with AI. Um, so maybe the first question is: Would you consider? Because so, there's this a trend right now where AI creates art. Do you think that, and now, you know, just kind of mentioning the, 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 the qualities of art or what art is, do we, can we consider AI as an art? Why and why, why and why not? Sean, you're, you're, you're ready to, 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 to say something. You guys can see this, but I'm smiling really hard right now. Or big. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of don't want to go first. So go ahead. (laughs) No, but see, I I do think that there's a lot of opportunities in AI. I also Mm -hmm. do think that it's a tool. And that's what it is. Yes. Primarily. Just a tool. Um, Because when you allow AI to just do your artwork for artwork's sake, then it's like it's artwork for artwork's sake. It's not resonating with anything. Like mm-hmm. for instance, I have a I have a cousin. He has an Instagram and he does a lot of mm-hmm. uh, AI art, and it's like cool or whatever. Like in the beginning, you're like, right, cool, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then as you go on, you're like, wow, that's even more interesting. And it kind of is in depth. And then when you see the same things but in a different iteration, you're like. Okay. <laughs> is this what it is? You know, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. all of it? So I do think that, yes, AI, whether that is visual or content-wise or um, anything AI, it's just a primary tool for you to, um, you know, create of yeah. something or something with, um, if that's the, the fullness of your art, 
I can't say that that's art. And even you know, for like, Catholics, like yeah. what about Catholics? Like, can you really use AI for your art? Is that see th- that's the thing? It's just a depiction. Um, mm-hmm. It's never the the authenticity or the authenticness of certain um, images, visuals, yeah. whatever it is. It can never match the the realness of uh, an actual art piece. You know, mm-hmm. whether that is digital or or uh, you know tangible art, um, mm-hmm. it can never replace that. That's the thing, because with AI, it's a fine line between it did my work and then. Um, wait, I'm just thinking. You can edit this out if you want. It did my work, um, and there's nothing more than it just did my work. That's it. Like it's period. There, there's nothing. There's no emotion that is involved. You know, because ultimately AI is just a machine. AI is mm-hmm. just there to to uh, take all the data. Well, Australian, uh, the data. Take all the data. You can, can say data. Okay, fine. <laughs> Take all the data and and put it into something. <laughs> okay. Take all the data and and put it into something, but it will never match the the realness of emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, think it's cool looking though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that's cool the thing. Man. It's just cool. Yeah. You know, it's cool, but as artists, we don't do cool. You know, oh, good point. We we don't we exceed coolness. We exceed that with emotions, with the integrity of the of the the piece, with a lot of um, conceptual thinking, with mm-hmm. rationalizing your steps and your thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot more involvement in actual art. Mm-hmm. If AI is part of that process, sure, why not? You know. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, and it's not about being relative about it because anything is a tool. Like you could grab um, a piece of Apple uh, from the internet and create an ad with that. But you can also write in um, in an AI software and say like, I want an Apple with these specific measurements and yeah. these blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And then you can like take that as a as a launching pad to something else you know but if ai is just ai or your artwork is through just ai you'll see that there are some errors cuz ai still is very um in the beta phase it's not mm-hmm. like implemented in the system yet mm-hmm. so until then it's just a tool but i'm also somehow scared uh for the future of ai you know but at the end of it, it can't replace us as artists, mm-hmm. artists, well, us as artists, because, um, you know, we, we, we have that emotion that is embedded in our art. And I don't think AI can replicate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's also my, my fear, too, is that AI would, because AI is smart in a sense that it takes, it learns behaviors. And when it learns your behaviors and imagine how many data, how many people are using AI every single day. And it takes on a lot of data from different people. And it would match. 
it would grow even smarter, I think. And that's my fear, is that the 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 ethical part of it. And it, would it be still beautiful? Like, again, is, is it really beauty? Is it really art? And that's, I think, you're, you're, you have a good point there. That's not not meaningful anymore because it doesn't have anything in it. Yeah. It's just a process of data from different mm-hmm. collections of data. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to say this and then anyone else can have their say, but <laughs> um, on TikTok, there's, I think that's where it kind of launched forward Yes. Um, with the visual uh, AI because it has been around before that. Yes. But people are awestruck about those things that AI is showing, like if you if you put in like an angel or like your name, it should mm-hmm. show like X Y Z, and people are awestruck by that. But in the same fashion, that's not again. There's no beauty in that. That's not authentic beauty. Um, Johnny yeah. might want to say yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like what Sean said about the realness of the actual art piece and the realness of emotion. I think that's what makes art uh, human. and That's what makes it really art. Because if you mm-hmm. take it down process by process, what does, AR, what does AI art do? It's just a bunch of like if-then statements, if-then, sorry, it's a mm-hmm. bit programming nano. So it's, it's just, it just takes in prompts and just matches things yes. based on what it already knows. Uh, and it generates something. It makes something up based on those things. But uh, if you look at it actually side by side, uh, how AI how AI does art these images and how we as artists like make stuff up, it's pro- practically the same thing. No, you you mm-hmm. take stuff from different inspirations. You take stuff from different uh, patterns or whatever you find in creation as well, and then you uh, funnel them down into your heart and your soul and you come up with something you know that's what we do it that's what we do yeah, we, yeah, we, we really thing. yeah so by running the data running the data that you have the inspiration that you have into <laughs> this uh, computer system you take out that special sauce that let really uh, what makes it special you know what what mm-hmm. makes it uh, dare I say art <laughs> what makes it uh really uh, you take off you take out that gift uh from the lord to create no to to co-create you take out that divine spark of inspiration Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's really separates and would i want to say secure jobs for artists in the future (laughs) but (laughs) technically no uh, that's uh, uh, if you really I yeah, don't think go. it would end up into that. Yes, I don't think also. I think okay. artists are going to be good for all eternity. <laughs> but yeah, if you take it down like process by process, I think that's where discrepancy lies. You know, in, in that divine spark, in that like uh, ability to create and to be inspired and to process that mm-hmm. into something instead of just running it through a system that matches things that could get better and better in the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's where the line is drawn. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't think it will. I don't, I, I really personally yeah. think because people are intu- intuitively 
God is so good. We are intuitively know that it's something there's wrong, even though I, I, I think people are starting, I think some of the, the higher ups are thinking about creating that that line, that ethical line to to make sure that AI is not going to go to a point. And I think people are aware that AI will not take over people's jobs. But again, anything can can happen. I'm optimistic, but also, as Sean said, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of what AI can do. What about Hannah? As we were... Hannah. Because <laughs> um, as we were like starting to talk about AI, like there's this Bible verse that kind of came into mind, mm-hmm. where it says like it was, it's this verse like on Mark two where Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath, and then mm-hmm. I was thinking that so like technology was made for man and not yes. man for technology. So like technology shouldn't replace like um like like as like us as artists like it shouldn't replace us but i'm also thinking like this is what this is exactly why um black mirror like is super interesting oh, like I it's love super dark <laughs> like it's honestly, super dark that's one one of my favorite tv shows honestly. yeah like it's really like it's super dark but then it's also like realistic like you yes. know that it could you know it could lead to that if we were yes. not like super careful but like in terms of um like ai like one of the main things that i'm considering is like what is it for you know like so for mm-hmm. example i can see like the good side of it so for example if you're um this might be a little bit niche but for example if you're a if you're a preschool teacher and you want to like create visuals for your students. So for example, you want to show like an elephant um on top of a on top of Mount Everest, you know, like riding, I don't know, like um a hot air balloon or something, just to like mm-hmm. prove a point to the kids. I feel like if you're like, for example, a teacher who doesn't have the capacity, like if you're not like you 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 don't have the capacity for to be a graphic designer at the same time, but you need to like present visuals to your students. Then I feel like that's where AI can help you. That can be like mm-hmm. a tool. Um, but yeah, I feel like on the like um Black Mirror side, like it could also <laughs> be like super dark, and it can be this like really um crazy rabbit hole where you can like just you know like it can replace a lot of things. But I feel like where we can draw the line is um when we first ask what it's for so like when like both johnny and like sean mentioned that um in terms of it like being cool so for example there's like we had this trend where um like an ai would generate like what you would look like in like 50 years or like as a <laughs> like a like an like an oldie you know? yeah. like, so i feel like there's this trend like there's stuff like that where it's just like really fun and then like the next day you forget about it so there's mm-hmm. like stuff like that but when it when it comes down to like the ethical stuff i feel like there's just this really big question of like um how far is too far and how much is too much Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I mean, I think that's where modern art and AI, or that's one of the things that they have in common, AI and modern art. It's that there's always something missing. Like whenever mm-hmm. I see AI art, I'm like, 
that's great. That's cool. But there's something missing. There's like mm-hmm. something off by it. It's like, and it's not a pleasant feeling, you know, mm-hmm. not a pleasant emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all boils down to what we were saying a while ago. It has to lead you towards meaning, towards something beyond yourself. And I, I, I use AI. I, I use AI. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not gonna be. Let's uh, be honest here. <laughs> yeah, part part of my uh, promise to my to to the Lord this year is I'm going to be honest. Wow, <laughs> so being that's honest, very, that's very deep. <laughs> <laughs> so being honest, yeah, I do. I do use AI for my work only, and I I I tried one time in TikTok that is in drafts right now. I'm not gonna post it ever. But it's so cool. <laughs> I like this. Are we is able so to cool. see it? Wait, what did you do exactly? The anime, they turn you into an anime. <laughs> I love that. I did that too. It's so amazing. But then I'm like, that's it. You know, it's 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 a cool thing. It's fun. It's entertaining. But end of the day, it doesn't lead me to something that is beyond me. And it's not as much as it is cool, it's not beautiful. You know, end of the day. Um, maybe drop. Yeah. <laughs> like uh maybe one thing that I actually like to ask because I've asked a lot of people about this. Commercialized art. Well, what can you say about that? Like, for example, for example, you like um you went to a very beautiful art gallery and then they sell <laughs> replicas of that um um art do you do you still consider that as something that is beautiful or art why and why not because it's commercialized it's already commercialized or like i know sean you you create t-shirts like you create uh, artworks for a t-shirt for those that has been replicated is it how is it versus the original thing that you created I would say it's very contextual, you know, mm-hmm. like if it's a, if it's a masterpiece, it's like paint. Then I would say like, oh no, um, replicas are replicas for a reason. Um, but if it's di- digital art, then I would say like, you know, it's easy to copy paste <laughs> to put it simply um, and, and manufacture. Um, so I'd say like, yeah. yes, it's, it's still art. Um, but for the purpose and the context of merchandise and selling, there should be marketing and sales. Um, for an art piece, big art piece uh, with painting and a lot of time and effort, um, yes, we can do replicas, but you can never replace the the first one, the actual one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm in the middle of that. Cause, cause I'm too. I'm I'm someone who produces a lot of merchandise, and yeah, I know. Uh, I love I love uh, having I love fun with too. that. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, it's uh, uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's easy art, but it's like I I also wouldn't classify it as art as we know as art. You know, mm-hmm. it's design, but it's not art. Ah, that's a good yeah. Point. Oh my gosh, that's a bonker. That's <laughs> yeah. bonker. Yeah. 
right? Just be, yeah, like co- commercialized things. They're not are they're designed to for people to because it's so natural for for human. It's such a human thing to possess. Mm. Mm. Something that we see and love, we want to possess it. Exactly. Damn. And so <laughs> I think the merchandise is good because it's such a human, it's such a human thing. We want to possess right, something right. that we love. But end of the day, it's design. It's not art. Anybody else? For me, anything that Sean does is art. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's no, be no, real. no. Yeah. Let's be real. Is, <laughs> we're, is we're this, being... yeah, is this yeah, yeah. Sean's podcast or like? I, know, right? <laughs> I think I think we have to be honest. Uh, Johnny, please let's be honest. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That's honest. That's honest. Yes, but you know, I think I, I I agree. <laughs> I agree with Sean. It, it's design. It's design. I. It's yeah. Because uh, well. We're, we're paying for the materials anyway. So it's like, uh, mm. yes. Uh, so you're like, uh, the, the original piece already has its own intrinsic value in it. Uh, you already have like the messaging already packed in it. And it's just a matter of like mass producing it and uh, sending it out. And that takes like resources and all. So I think, well, for me, huh? like you're just paying to get it out there and you're for the materials to say, send that message across. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of like amplifying that message of uh, its artfulness, its beauty, it's amplifying its beauty and like using these materials to really yeah. uh, throw it out there and get them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Like um, I have a friend who said that, for, for example, you take a picture of this thing and then you put it in a postcard. The people who see the postcard would want to see the original thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's beauty in that process as well. I was also thinking about like signs and symbols. So for example, mm-hmm. I feel like, so signs should point towards what it signifies. So it's like, um, so in terms of, um, art it should really point towards you know like what you said Ate, about the postcard actually I was also thinking about um, the art piece of like it's called the great wave of Kanagawa if you're from, like it's the the Japanese wave where it's like yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah it's I love that um, yeah it's super <laughs> nice but it's like everywhere right like it's printed like it has multiple copies and it's yeah. everywhere. So yeah, I don't know. Like just to piggyback off of like what y'all are saying, it's really just um um going. I feel like it's going back to the question like, what is it for? Like, yes. um, is it for entertainment? Is it for like um self expression, or is it really for just like to be able to sell it and to like earn money from it? You know, like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we draw the line between like art and design. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. And I, can I can I add one more thing because yeah, I was okay. contemplating about this thing the other day. And when, wow. when you said about oh yeah, when you said about the the thing about the postcard, you no, know, like when you take a photo of something, 
and then uh people get inspired and want to see it no i was like meditating i was like thinking about okay uh so photography uh it you you just capture like one angle of a thing uh mm. but what if you take it from different angles and they don't all look the same some of them might not look pretty so oh, how, what does that entail like parang is there a, a a layer to like photography where it doesn't tell the truth anymore mm. so like that no so parang i don't know i would i'm going off a tangent <laughs> i don't know how no. to come back pero <laughs> yeah so <laughs> see there, there's there, there's that really interesting uh part about it like okay so uh there it, there might be a spin-off episode of theology of photography <laughs> like how do you document <laughs> how do you take <laughs> wow, how do you take that. photos oh my god yeah, i do not know <laughs> i do not know how to <laughs> <laughs> I walked into this conversation not knowing how to come out of it. But like, <laughs> like, how do you take photos where you're all, you're like revealing truth, but you're also revealing yeah. beauty? No, like, yes. there's so many ways you can do it, but like, how do you assure both? No, so mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's what's happening now on like Instagram, like with the highlights mm-hmm. reel, like you only show like a curated version of reality where everything is aesthetic but like right? like at, at the background there's like a trash can or like yeah! like multiple feet, like stuff like that so, yeah that's yeah, you know what this is very close to my heart you guys are talking about i know we're off tangent but this is very close to my heart we love tangents we love tangents <laughs> yeah because because the thing is people and this is where like self-promotion, that's the influencers, we often, often forget that there's something behind one picture. And that has yeah. it's either two things. You'd believe immediately what you see, or you go beyond that. And yeah, and then you ask, like, what are you not telling me? Yeah. Like, it's like I, I'm satisfied with this part. I'm not going to pursue truth. And good and beauty after that because I'm satisfied with this. But that's not, I think art is two ways. It's not just only from the artist to the, uh, to the people watching, but the people watching has to go beyond themselves. They cannot just be satisfied with what they see. So I'm very close to my heart, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like people have to be critical like for example just saying okay you you know how k-pop stars japanese pop stars all of these pop stars they have this visual thing that they okay this is who we are but there is this this beauty that they have goes beyond what they show in photo books what they show in instagram reels what they show in like this influencers there's a story behind it not to even in fact, not to be negative about it, but to look at it positively. What is your story? What mm-hmm. is the meaning behind all of these things? What are you trying to show me? What is it really? You know, I think we miss that as human beings. We're so satisfied with just what we're seeing. Anyway, that's off tangent, but <laughs> I just want to say. I have some thoughts, but it might take us further off tangent. <laughs> so. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we'll see. We'll see. This is led by the spirit, so which is good. Yeah. Um. But this is kind of like coming back to the classical art 
um, mm-hmm. topic that we had earlier. Um, so this is um, what I have is actually a question. So um, in the Sistine Chapel, we can see like 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 really classical paintings like mm-hmm. Michelangelo and stuff like that. But my question is like what's like how can you differentiate differentiate art from porn for example because like um sorry this is a, a bit deep but like for example in the Sistine Chapel you would see like paintings of like naked but like naked people but like their aesthetic right so like they're presented in an aesthetic way but like how like how would you differentiate that from let's say a photo of like someone naked or like from pornography sorry i started becoming the host no it's it's okay i love it i love it (laughs) yeah same um you know i mentioned to you hans that uh oh my gosh ate has a book Uh, you should share sorry go go ahead ate go you for you first no 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 go ahead okay great great because i would would say a lot of things (laughs) hans knows about this and and johnny too because I, I asked you guys to pray for me about it because I'm doing a TOB about um yeah, TOB about TOB. <laughs> like <laughs> it's an eros, right? Production, eros. yeah, yeah, yeah. Agape and eros. And um going back to Christopher West, eros means erotica, you know, in, in Greek. Um, but he also explains that eros or God has a huge eros for us. Uh, but we mm-hmm. have to uh differentiate what eros is and pornographia. Pornea. Pornea, sorry. Pornea. Exactly. Thank you. You saw that video probably. <laughs> Pornea. Hans, Hans um, is the 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 the, the master of TOB. Yeah. No, I love just, that. I love I'm that. I'm just a nerd. So anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. we love nerds. I'm a nerd myself. No, um, I'm a nerd myself. <laughs> Exactly. We're, we're just here. a bunch we're of nerds. nerds. Johnny, Johnny is a... <laughs> so like TOB nerds. Love that. Um, but <laughs> we have to we have to put those two together because erotica is the desire for, yes. for something, you know, and someone. Um, and Pernea is the the deception of that desire. Yes. In the same matter as per- pornography is a fantasy of, of what sex is actually about. It's a deception of sex, but it's not authentically what mm-hmm. it's made for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Full stop. Full stop. Going back to our initial discussion, right? It has to lead us towards something. And I think the Sistine Chapel is meant to depict what it is in heaven because yeah. we don't we won't glorified we won't bodies right glorified like the bodies, glorified exactly exactly mm. and how we see the glorified bodies is not with uh, pornea with the eyes of porn but with the eyes of eros with the eyes of agape actually with the full intent of love because uh, adam and eve saw each other that way in genesis right they were fully naked. The way they love each other is not through their bodies alone, but through their whole selves. And they see each other's beauty through the bodies, right? And it's not with the eyes of 
again, the eyes of deception, but with the eyes of purity. And the problem with porn is it distorts that. It distorts that glorified body and and that 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 seeing heart towards the body. The body. Um, it. Uh, I think porn. Well, I was watching this documentary. Not watching. At this, getting very passionate right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, I actually it wasn't a documentary, but there is a docu. I didn't watch it, but there's a documentary about Pornhub, in Netflix. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody who's struggling with uh, porn addiction. Um, but I think it's a worthwhile watch because it it's a worthwhile watch because they are telling how porn industry has to stay and that it's a form of art, right? But it's not. It is a deception. It's a manipulation of the heart, of the value of and the dignity not only of the person being in the the porn, but also the person who is watching it. Now, going back to what we were saying, it has to lead us towards something beyond us. Porn is what uh, is leading towards ourselves. It is a selfish, it's a selfish pursuit. And what happens when it's a selfish pursuit, right? It, we we end up being very crazy and very being very addicted to it that we don't even know how to go beyond ourselves and so that is the saddest reality of porn i know for a fact that it's not too late to go beyond porn this off so, so off tangent but this is also theology of beauty i think there's also beauty in um reclaiming our eyes and our hearts um in seeing the value and the dignity of the other person not as a form of pornea but as a form of eros yeah because i was also thinking like um going back to the sistine chapel like that kind of art for example it's meant to elicit like wonder like an awe yes, and like yes. for example when you come inside you'd be you'd get so emotional because it's so beautiful mm-hmm. like it, you would feel that there's something bigger than yourself and you would feel inspired so for example again we go back to the question like what is it for mm-hmm. right so like what is art what is that for so you wouldn't um go inside the Sistine Chapel and expect mm-hmm. people to be like aroused by looking at Yes, the, yeah. the the photos like, whereas with porn, that's exactly the opposite. Like you would um the the main intention is to like get people hooked and to you know like, yeah. and to like lead people into something completely different. Um, I was watching actually this um talk Matt Frad gave um Shut to up. like uh, about <laughs> like about he was talking about porn and he mentioned this like very, very powerful line that I feel like is also um, applicable to what we're talking about in art. He said that sex is good. If it wasn't good, then you couldn't pervert it. Exactly. If it wasn't beautiful, then you couldn't make it ugly yes. because you couldn't make mud ugly. So I feel like in terms of like... Um, the glorified bodies, for example, or like bodies in general, it's really so beautiful. That's that's why it's called like theology of the body. Like there's like we we can go into a whole like entire rabbit hole just by the, 
just with TOB. Oh, next next but, pod, uh, podcast TOB. <laughs> no, <Fancy> but like rang. Yes, that person. No, but like right, no, but the 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 body is beautiful. Like body yes. is art is art itself, right? Because that like God created us and like he God makes it makes everything good like and he's like in genesis he would say that and he saw that it was good and it was very good right so i feel like that's the difference between like um art from the sistine chapel to like um like pornography for example is because like um you mentioned this at the like um like the purpose like selfishness would lead us to like okay so the difference between love and lust is love says this is my body given up for you and lust says that's your body taken up by me like i want that so that's the the difference between like beauty and then um like porn for example is because like with porn you just want to like the 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 selfishness gets like um i don't know like there's this part of our brain that you know like um lights up and like you just kind of want to get it for yourself like it, it like it just you just kind of want to take and take and just like you know like be uh be selfish in short so yeah those are just some of my initial thoughts yeah. i don't think that's initial thoughts sorry maybe a bit more <laughs> a deep, deeper thoughts so this is like super rabbit hole thoughts yeah that's a rabbit hole yeah <laughs> beautiful okay maybe my last question as we end this one it's a very by the way very beautiful discussion about art I, I'm learning a lot honestly um, maybe last question is you know um, as Pope John Paul II said beauty can transform the world what what does the what what do you think that means? Like, how can beauty change the world? Especially in terms of our, as, as artists, as co- co-creators with the Lord. Ah, yes. I think it's really by, uh, how can beauty save the world? I think it's really by embracing that opportunity to co-create with the creator and letting yourself as an artist why do you think it is very important for you to share all of your thoughts as a catholic through that medium no i think it's important to for for fellow creatives and fellow artists to really journey together you know mm. so that's probably why, one of the reasons i started it was to really uh meet more people and I did no I did uh through uh well eventually through Le Catolica the, the group it's very confusing no? the Catolica is the one I do on my own yeah, yeah. and then Le Catolica is the one uh, with the people so I think that's uh our goal uh, as like a team of uh admins behind it like we really want to journey with these people we really want to be a place of where people can come together and have their work talked about where people can show up show what they're, they've been doing and uh, ask for advice because uh, i personally came from a point i actually personally came from like that an experience where i didn't have those people in my life uh 
uh, when I was in growing up in ministry and learning these things. No, I didn't have like a mentor figure where my faith and my art collided. No, so we're trying to be that avenue for young artists and artists who haven't been in touch with the community for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, naman, no, community is messy and it's a lot of different things all at once. So we're really mm-hmm. trying to discern uh, what the Lord wants this uh, community to be. And uh, ultimately, Yeah, it's just like providing a, a place, an avenue for people to come together and talk about their faith and their art and hopefully grow together with it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about this um, quote by Robin Williams, I think in one of like his movies. I'm not sure what the title You're was. You're very quotable, huh? Um, so I love... Much. I love words. <laughs> the, I there's this quote. There's this quote where he says, Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. Mm. And that's like just so beautiful. And I, I feel like that's really so spot on where, where like with with beauty, like with it saving, sorry, beauty can save the world because like for us human beings, we're always on the lookout. We're always constantly finding meaning into everything so that's i feel like that's what we've been saying all throughout this pod um this episode we're like art has to have meaning um in order for it to be art so like um i feel like it will save the word world in a way where i feel like the more we us catholic artists in particular the more we share truth and goodness in the form of art, I feel like that's what the world would need. So for example, because I, I firmly believe that you can talk about God and his love without mentioning his name. So you don't have to like, you don't have to say God all the time. You can like, as with the ancient people, like they can just show it, you know, like they could just like present him in a, in a beautiful way where people would be captivated. So for example, I, earlier before we were actually recording, I was um, watching um, a conversation, a video of a conversation between a Catholic and an atheist. And the, um, the, the, athe- the atheist actually mentioned that she went inside the Sistine Chapel and she nearly teared up. Like even if, even as a non-believer, like art has this way of like captivating mm. everyone. Like as long as you're a human being, as long as you have a soul, I feel like you will be captivated by like yeah. real art and true beauty, you know? So I feel like that's where um, our responsibility <laughs> starts. And yes. that's where um, we come into the picture where we kind of, um, as creative people and as devout Catholics, I feel like that's where we, that's where our calling is to like mm-hmm. really share um, the Lord in a, in a way that people can accept, even if, you know, like even without words, even um, for example, with the atheist that I mentioned earlier, like um, she didn't have to have faith to be captivated, like, but by what she saw. So like, I feel like, that's how beauty can save the world like just mm-hmm. by like trying like just by the attempt 
to like show the infinite in a finite way to like mm-hmm. really be the sign that points towards what it signifies mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's me i think there's something beautiful about your heart's purpose or the thing that tugs your heart the most or your niche as artists we have different niches uh, whether that is digital art or we do copywriting or anything art related i do think that our niche is very beautiful whatever that looks like and i think um if you dive deeper into that niche of yours that niche of yours may also have a potential of saving the world in some kind of way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind, I, I think I was like, okay, in what way or another, like we do have niches, but we you also have to ask yourself, am I also part of that saving of the world through beauty? Mm-hmm. So in, in the, in the likeness of what uh, Johnny was saying, you know, um, you have to discern about it mm-hmm. first. Um, and then you have to discover your niche and where that lies within that spectrum and and the big story and full picture of where God wants you to bring that beauty into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to do, like at some point you have to um, pick up what you have and then start doing. Um, exactly. How that looks like is really up to how the spirit leads you and how how your niche is pushing you forward. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, some people are better with words. Um, Hans is, uh, he, she loves words, right? So she does, does somehow some poetry, poetry or she does a podcast or she does some content. Um, that's how she can save the world through that. Um, Johnny and I, we are art directors and we try to find beauty in art, both mundane and um, very extraordinary in some kind of way. So we try to invoke that. Invoke that. But art in general, like you could be a contemporary dancer and invoke that art and save the world. Yes. Um, and I really enjoy and, and love when, when Hans mentioned that like it should captivate you. Like that in of itself um, is, is art. You know, that's like, that's the epitome of it. Like it should yes. capture you. To, it should like, it should be so immersive that you're, you're awestruck, you know. Uh, so wonderful thank you so much guys for your inputs i think it was a very wonderful podcast uh, maybe one more time to promote your content maybe we'll start with sean then hans and then johnny yes so um i'm uh my main uh media right now is uh on instagram our social media platform um, is uh, at Sean Vincent. Um, say it. Please don't be angry at me when you write it. <laughs> um, I do a lot of um, all of my work. I, I treat it as my portfolio. So you can see most of my work uh, currently, but I also do some, I'm a hobby p- photographer. I do love bringing my DJ camera around and just taking pictures. And I, I love seeing it in a scope of um, like mundaneness. So uh, you'll see a lot of like ordinary things tried to um, be pushed forward as beautiful. I, I do a lot of stories there, but also if you if you want to do a rabbit hole in my life, 
I'm on YouTube as well. Just write Sean Vincent Huertas and either you'll see some of the things that I've done with graphic design, like talks and workshops. But if you go even deeper in the rapid hole of my portfolio, um, you'll see some dance uh, and choreography and, and other art. Yes. So you'll see Sean uh, having his dance room before. <laughs> Go ahead, Hannah. Um, oh, so for me, I'm on Instagram at Hanalysis. So that's Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, and then Lysis. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm on there on Instagram. That's also, I feel like, I'm not sure if that's the same handle that I have on YouTube. I think that is. Um, but either way, it's Hannah Hirang on YouTube. And then I also have this uh, poetry account that I sometimes upload on. So it's Hannah.Hirang on Instagram. And then I also have a podcast. It's called Catching Up with Cams and Hands. Although it's um um it's a most of the most of our conversations are in Taglish or like Filipino mostly. So yeah, and, but we usually talk about Catholicism or we it somehow gets integrated in our conversations. So yeah, in case you guys are interested. Yep. Thank you, Hannah. I listened to it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. I'm an avid listener. <laughs> I haven't po- we haven't posted in a while. I know. You haven't posted a while. It's been really busy and I'm the one who's gonna edit the episodes. But anyway, that's Hopefully we get we get another one out soon because we have like recorded episodes. It just haven't gotten time to edit again. So okay. yeah. Sorry. Right. Go ahead, Johnny. All right. So I'm Johnny Isorena on all platforms. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-I-S-O-R-E-N-A. Uh I think I'm yeah, I'm on uh Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to follow my art, uh, you can look for Katolika. So that's K-A. <laughs> no, just, just look for Katolika.ph on all platforms as well. So that's the art that I do. Uh, if you want to jump in the Filipino Catholic uh, creative Facebook page, you can look for Likha Tolika. Likha Tolika, one word. Uh, and just uh, ping us and we'll let you in mm-hmm. alright again thank you friends for this wonderful conversation um, and we hope that you stay with us for the next episode God bless. thank you guys bye <laughs>